Duh, duh, duh. Oh, dude, I actually hear it. Duh, 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 duh. Hey Mike. Do. How you doing? Doing good. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. We're back. Yep. We had listeners, um, so we're back. Not that we would not be back if we didn't have listeners, because we'd probably still do it. But we had listeners. We're back, and it took us a minute to figure out what we were going to talk about. So. We've kind of been doing this thing where, like, we look at a person, you know, and then, like, derive meaning from that. And I think we're on to something because you – when we were, like, figuring out the direction we wanted to, like, take, we were thinking about – well, I was asking you what you were thinking. You said something about, um, like, the human being behind – how did you phrase it? Um – it's like the human being behind like the person or something. Oh, yeah, the <laughs> I don't know what I said. It was something like that. Um, but like something about like, like you know the the person that is behind like the kind of person that becomes Michael Jackson or yeah. Helen Keller or uh, Michael Jordan or um, in this case Bruce Lee. And we started off thinking about Da Vinci. Um, it was kind of interesting, like, the direction we, like, took there, because, like, the, the one thing we were watching was kind of looking at what makes a thing famous, right? So it was talking about how, well, it actually didn't answer that question, but I was trying to, like, figure it out, which I haven't, um, at all, but, like, I don't know, I have some, like, things that I think compose the making a thing famous, which is mostly that it like has to speak on a deeper level and it almost has to be beyond beyond understanding. Yeah, totally. Um watching the story of Bruce Lee, uh, just studying, you know, generally great people and great men. I still I still personally have the secret inclination to think that a history is a history because of it's deeds by the great people and it's deeds by the great men and the great civilizations and, you know, the collective togetherness of all peoples. So, um, you know, studying the story of Bruce Lee, you know, born in uh, the United States, but, mm-hmm. uh, you know, he was, uh, at some point, he was living in Hong Kong for a good amount of time. And then he started getting into all these fights and, you know, getting into fights with, like, people, like, People with like um you know the son one 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 of the sons of uh the top gang members or uh, someone who was part of the triad I believe mm-hmm. yeah and it was then, the son of yeah and then you know getting into those fights you know his father was like okay you know we love you but we're gonna send you to the U S send you back to the U S and um you know it was just coming to the U S and overcoming all these barriers of like you know prejudices and all those different sorts of things to eventually become a superstar, a world-renowned superstar, with the little amount of time that he had. And it's quite yeah. remarkable. It was almost like he knew because mm-hmm. sometimes he, his movies would be would be a success. And while they were succeeding in the box office or the greater um, mass media, he would be focusing on the next movie quite instantly. And it was just, I think it's just, it's just a natural urgency of great people, great, I think great people have a natural urgency with them, 
have a natural what? Urgency. Mm-hmm. Them, yep. And, yep, um, yep. I think that's just um yeah, that's just something that's uh really, really amazing to look at and uh, yeah. Well in um in the musical Hamilton, they uh there's a song devoted to that. So Hamilton I don't know how familiar you are with him, but like he was one of the founding fathers, essentially set up the financial system that we still use today. Um, absolutely brilliant. Um, but he like wrote like incessantly, like he never stopped. And the, the song like poses the question, like, why are you, why are you writing? Like you're running out of time, you know? And if you're that kind of person and you have all of the ideas in the world, then maybe it's not that you're running out of time, but you recognize that like, regard, like either consciously or unconsciously, you would recognize that there's never enough time. And so you have to constantly be using it to the best of your ability to achieve the thing that you want. Yeah, I mean, logically, like, there's never enough time. Um, like, you know, in everybody's life, we're going to face death, and we're going to face the death of a loved one. And it's just the reality of the fact that, you know, we can enjoy life, and after enjoyment, you know, we can work in life. And it's just, it's just, there's just, there's just never enough time because once it's done it's done and you don't know what area is going to come from so and it just depends on i think the personality of the individual it's like are you ready to you know pick yourself up and keep going and working at something much much bigger than you mm-hmm. or just you know like i mean there's no i don't i don't really have much criticism to say for any other mode of life i just i'm fully immersed in the idea of like at some point, you know, the, the whole thing will fold, and it could be coming tomorrow, and it could be coming 10 years from now. The fact that we just don't know is the fact that, it's to the fact that we have to be going on with that sense of urgency in life. And, um, yeah, because it's like, this, most of these people, they come from really tough backgrounds, mm-hmm. and really, you know, really hard backgrounds, and it's like, you know, when they get into that situation where they can start kicking it, they just go, you know, they just, they just really move, and that's one thing I respect about you know, people like that, and it's like, when Bruce Lee was talking, he says, you know, he could put on a cocky show and everything, but to be able to honestly express yourself is, that is what, you know, I think that's what makes all the difference, to be able to honestly express who you truly are, and show it on, and put it on, and actually wear it, with all its falls and all its ups, like, to just put it on, because you're you, and that's just gonna be what it is. So yeah, there's like, no way around being you. Yeah, you know, Cause so it's like, what was something he, in one of the interview clips that they had, he pointed out was it was kind of in the context of him, uh, struggling against the racial barriers with, you know, trying to create movies in America as a Chinese man in the mid 1960s you know Mm -hmm. and he was he he knew what it was like he knew exactly what it was but he said this thing where it was something along the lines of um you know if you're 
if you're being honest, if you're being honestly, then it doesn't. Then all that other stuff doesn't matter. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like you know, if you express yourself honestly, you mm-hmm. know, it wouldn't it wouldn't matter. And that's something that I think is very akin to human nature and very akin to the to the deepest parts of the soul. It's like you know, when I look at people like Carl Jung, in a sense, it's like. You know when he when he's expressing himself when you when when he's expressing himself you feel it honestly mm. and it's like you know people like Bruce Lee the honesty just it naturally rose to the to the um to the realization of its truth because because he was honest that's why I think that's why he was Bruce Lee just to be to be in that kind of um that reality. And be honest with it. Which which reality? You mean like the reality of being himself, or like his, the historical context? Yeah, it wouldn't even matter what context it was. Mm-hmm. It's just to be honest is is what it would be. Yeah, it's pretty universal. Yeah, yeah, historical and universal. Yeah, you know, um, and um, yeah, that's 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 what it is. And it, there was a good part about him talking about fighting, and he was like, you know. Fighting is not just one-dimensional, it's multi-dimensional because yeah. it's always ever-changing. Mm-hmm. I think that's the reality we like, too, is, like, there's not there's no one mode for being that answers all the problems or answers all the questions. It's, like, it's never really, boom, fixed. It's never that way. It's always fixed, switching and changing every single time. And sometimes there'll be some things that'll work, and when it works, you know, you, you use it and you stick to it and you use, use it for a good amount of time. There's a quote that he has... Where he says, adapt what is useful, reject what is useless, and add what is specifically your own. And mm-hmm. I think that's very, very essential because mm-hmm. I think what will be your own will be what will be um, stable. And then, you know, adapting what is useful will come to the part of, you know, understanding that life and reality is multidimensional. And so the adapting is a necessary part of it. And rejecting what is useless, I think that's a very important part. Like, you know, human beings generally do not have the balls. To reject things that are useless. Mm. Elaborate. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I can elaborate that. Like, sometimes people don't have the balls to reject what is useless. So it's just kind of like a, a flaw of being. It's just like it's a thing we do. We just hold on to useless shit. I mean, it takes balls to just be like, no, that's not what I want. Mm. Kind of, you mean, kind of in the in the context of going against the grain, type of thing. Yeah, or just like, no, that's not what I want. Okay, you think people have a hard time expressing or being true to themselves? Yeah, or just be like, no, that's not what I want. You know. Even, do you mean like to come to that conclusion, or or just be like, no, it? that's not what I want. <laughs> you can say it a million ways, but no, that's not what I want. Like, and it's hard for people to have the boss to do that. Mm. That's why. Okay. Like, like Zoe says, right? Adapt what is useful, reject what is useless, and mm. add what is specifically your own. Mm. So, so, adding what's your own is kind of like the bedrock because that's the not changing. So, so, so that kind of frames out like a person existing within existing and then being subject to things and then like as you encounter those things 
you filter them through you and then well useless and useful are also like hyper specific like contextually like it matters who's doing the appraising what's useless and useful but i think the content the concepts themselves are like universal but i guess like part of part of that is also like developing the nose that helps you sniff out what's useless and useful. And he said something about like all knowledge is self-knowledge, right? So like, I think that ties in because like any, any, any knowledge gets passed through the self, like necessarily. Yeah. Um, which. Yeah. He was like, all knowledge is ultimately self-knowledge. Right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I think that's very, that's very necessary thing. Mm-hmm. I think the reason why he said ultimately is because at the end of the mm-hmm. day, you're the one who has to come back to it and process it yourself. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I think that's what he means by add what is specifically your own. Mm-hmm. You have yeah. to you have to know what that is. Like that's not right. that's not right. obvious. Right. Like if you don't figure out what that is, like nobody will. And if you still don't figure out what that is, you will just be moved with the sway of civilization or whatever. Mm. And that's just the thing. Like most great people, they always they. I'm not saying this is how to be great, but I'm just saying most great people they always go against what the masses always think. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm yeah. not saying that's how to be great. I'm just saying that's what usually happens. Yeah, it's common enough that, like, maybe it's not, like, necessarily like that. Like, it can be other ways, but, like, kind of, in order to be great, like, what does that even mean, you know? Like, right. What does being great mean? It means be, being larger than yourself. I think that's what the word itself means. Like, if you're great, then history doesn't forget about you yeah but it's like and this is this would be my own personal thing it's like to help with history like what i don't care mm. if they remember me my own things like, okay was i comfortable with my own self but that's my own thing that's valid right? that's valid okay well yeah so in that sense it would be again hyper subjective hyper subjective what great means I guess I was trying to figure out like in a historic like a like a cultural context, mm. you know? Yeah. Like in our in our culture, like what does it mean to be great? Well, okay, so maybe maybe history not forgetting about you is like I'm putting the cart before the horse there. Yeah. Like I think history doesn't forget about you by virtue of your you being great. So that's what it means to be great. History doesn't forget about you. So why? Why are you what have you done to kind of achieve that? And there's like a certain, there's like a certain being bigger, like the sum being greater than the parts, right? Like being greater than just yourself, which I think to that extent, it's like any person who's like lived their life well, I think necessarily has to have improved the lives of other people. I think that's, I think that's a a pre uh, I think that's necessary to to being great in general because like the universe is gonna decay. The universe decays. That's what it does. Like thing like being decays eventually. So and then along with that, kind of as a result of that, in a way being is also suffering and it's just how it is you know there's no way around that so the kind of the the way around that or a 
really the only way around that. Not even around it, but just to, like, try to push against it and, like, still ultimately fail, but it's the effort that's worthwhile, would be to, like, influence... No, not influence, but, like, live your life in such a way that, like, it allows other people to live their lives well as a result. You know, like that, the old mantra of, like, you know, the campsite role of, like, leave it better than you found it, you know, which yeah. is, kind of like, that's what you should be doing with life. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, um... You know, going back to Bruce Lee, too, it's like, it's, it'll always go back to, like, you know, doing as much with the time that you have on the, um, on the plane of existence, you know, doing as much as, as you can with the time that you have on the plane of existence, and I think that's, uh, that's a really good, good way to go on with your life because I know at the back of my head that I'm not going to be here forever mm. yeah. but with a small window that I have I'm going to throw a really huge punch that's going to be yeah. really effective your own one inch punch yeah exactly and yeah. it's like you know that's just you know when I was watching the documentary I was really amazed I was just in awe of the guy yeah. It's so impressive. Mm-hmm. The way he talks, the way he everything did. But then, you know, that's just that's one of the side effects of him choosing to go into himself and mm. understand himself and honestly express himself. You know. And it was a universal impact as much as yeah. a personal one. And but he never shied away from the fact that the personal impact must come first before the universal impact can come. Right, right, like, it's necessary, like, in order to, you can't affect the universal unless, like, you've got the particulars down. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what was, like, crazy to me is, like, you're not even crazy, but just, like, admirable, mm. was, like, like, he, he struggled a lot, like, like, he, like, not only did he struggle a lot, but, like, he also came close to, like, breaking through. And then, like, shit would go sideways on him. Yeah. Like, he got passed over for Batman. And then, like, that's what led to Green Hornet. But, like, that got canceled after just one season. Which, mm-hmm. like... Like, that that had... Like, imagine what that was like. Like, that must... Because he gave it his all. Like, that must have been brutal. Oh, yeah. And I think that's the trend with, um... Most people who actually do anything in life. Mm-hmm. Is that it's always going to be, like them getting knocked down, knocked down, knocked down constantly. But what we, I think what we usually fail to realize is in humanity is that when you actually get knocked down, you can actually stand back up. And when you stand back up, it wouldn't matter how many times you were knocked down. Mm. You know, I think there's a bias for just standing up in the great people. They don't, they're not looking at, oh, 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 should I do this? They're not looking at that because who has time to be thinking about all of that? Time's mm-hmm. going to go away any, any mm-hmm. time, eventually. So it's like, you're going to get knocked down, but okay, what happens after that? You get it up. It's, mm-hmm. I think it's, it's, it's a simple math, really. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm 
going on the ignorant, ignorant path of saying it's simple here because what else are you going to do when you get knocked down? Mm -hmm. It's really two options. You stay down or you get back up. Mm -hmm. And everything else is just extra noise. Mm -hmm. And so it's like when I look at the great guys like Bruce Lee, Einstein, with the craziness in his life, you know, <clears throat> all of them, it's like it it it, it, it appears to me like it was never necessarily some kind of amazing skill that the world discovered. It was they they discovered themselves onto the world. It was almost mm. like they pressed themselves onto the world mm. because there was something so necessary that they that they knew had to be done that mm. had to be done in their own lifetime by them. Mm. And so it was it was much much bigger than you know how the storytellers would tell it or how all the like all the biographies would tell it. It was always much more bigger than that. It's like those parts are usually mostly just little bits of this, little bits of that, and, you know, good amount of guessing, because most of history is guessing, mm -hmm. and so it's like, it was, there, it was always much, much bigger than all of that, it was always along the lines of, there's something that has to be done, and we're going to dedicate our life to doing this, mm -hmm. and, you know, every, so, everything else is usually overrated, in my opinion. How do you mean? In terms of everything else other than dedica dedicating your life to a specific cause, mm. in my opinion, is overrated. Mm. Everything else other than dedicating your life specifically to universal, ne universally necessary. No. Most meaningful. Or something mm. akin to that. Yeah. Everything else other than dedicating your life to a cause that is necessary enough often comes off to me as overrated. Mm. You know? And just kind of a waste of effort. Yeah. You know, like I hardly see something that is other than like other than dedicating your life to something necessary. When I see people do something else, I I try to look into it and see what it's about, and I often find that most of those things are just overrated and moving like tiny shots of dopamine. And mm. But like that's it. Mm. Like yeah, yeah, I can see that because like. Like, because we're capable of so much, like, it's, it's twofold, right? Like, the, 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 the foundation is that we're capable of doing great things. Like, obviously, because people have done great things, and there's nothing really, I mean, there is, but there also isn't really anything separating one person from another, like, in capability. Like, if you're, if you're a person, then, you know, you've got a shot, you know, um, and then, like, with that being laid out, um, you almost have, like, a moral response, a kind of moral responsibility, like, almost a spiritual responsibility. Mm -hmm. Like, because that potential to do great things exists, then, well, because the potential to do great things exists, and you necessarily have a limited amount of time to do something that's probably impossible, mm -hmm. you should devote all of the time you have to it, because even though it's probably impossible, it might not be. And also, if you put in the work, then someone might be able to pick up the pick up where you left off. Yeah. yeah. Which is kind of like, that's like, I don't know. I think that's... I think the not giving of credit to 
the idea of picking up where someone left off. Like, I think that needs to be more, more, uh, enshrined culturally. Mm. I think that needs to be held to a higher regard. Yeah. Like, the idea of working... Of picking up where someone left off, yeah. Yeah, of the yeah. fact that we can do that. Right, it's like... It's like, sometimes I'm like, oh, really, is it rocket science that when you come into life, we're actually being passed something on and we're actually supposed to be doing something... <laughs> But I, like I'm like, is it rocket science, guys? Like, is it hard to figure out that we're here to actually pick up what these guys have been doing? Like, mm. You know, and it's like um, the the plane that we that we are in is a plane that's always ever changing. Mm. And it's like it it it's never boom. It's never like it's it's never done. Yeah, and, it's never done. And it's like Well, that's where nihilism comes in, you know? Like, then I recognize how seductive it is because it's easy, you know? Like, because it's never done, like, there's no sense in, you know, there's no sense in striving towards a goal that will never be achieved. But, like, that's... The striving towards the goal that will never be achieved is the goal itself. Like, that's the aim. Yeah. The aim is, you know, a life well-lived. Yeah, I mean, if you, like, it's so clear, like, if you don't, if you're not holistic right now, and you don't have a meaningful life, like, mm-hmm. just go watch some Jordan Peterson videos. Like, I don't, like, I'd have nothing else to tell you. Like, because... Yeah, what's some, like, recommended Jordan viewership? Like, any, definitely... Anything. Anything? Like, 100% anything? anything? Because the one, the... Because how did you start? Uh... <laughs> it was... Um... It was his, uh, it was that one video where, like, he starts inside and then, no, no, I think it starts with him outside after, like, a a lecture or something he'd been doing, like, had been shut down. He was, like, trying to engage one-on-one. Right. And that's, like, the most, probably, that'd be, like, You know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. Okay. That'd probably be, like, the top result that'll pop up if you just look up Jordan Peterson. Yeah. So, Honestly, no. Like, at this point, you're probably gonna get, like, a 12 Rules for Life lecture from, like, 2018. Okay. And you want to tell me that if someone looks that up and they're gonna be like, oh, no, I hate this guy. Not if you, like, listen to him. Man. Like, if you listen to the things he's saying as opposed to, like, the fact that he's disagreeing with X set of ideas. I don't... That's, like, that's my thing with, like, all these ideas and all this rubbish. It's, like, Mm. people are focusing on all this stupid nonsense. It's, like, but, okay, I get it. I, actually, I don't get it because I just don't get it. And it's like, so just put that to the side for a second. Mm-hmm. Like, there's life, real stuff to worry life-wise, about. Life-wise, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just go and watch some Jordan Peterson videos. Mm-hmm. I don't care what you think out of it because I don't, like, I don't, I have a life to take care of my, by myself, so I don't really care how what you take out of it. But go on there and look up Jordan Peterson and you make out what you want to make out of it. Mm-hmm. But it's like, it's there. Like, it's there to be... It's free. That's yeah. that's what's pissing me off. It's free. Like, what are you like? Come on. It's just out... Yeah. But I'm not... I don't like getting pissed off because 
I get scared even when I get pissed off. So I don't, I don't like, I don't like people getting scared of me. But um, you know, it's like uh, yeah. It's at a time in the world where it's like you can actually miraculously forget things out. You know. Right. Right. Like, like you it, actually have people who can tell you what to do. Mm-hmm. Or at least point you in the right direction. Yeah. So you can and tell you. Like Freud said, from error to error, we discover the entire truth. It's like, so don't be, don't start getting all nervous that, oh, what if I listen to the wrong person? Without doing nothing, you're already in the wrong place mm-hmm. anyway. Like, mm-hmm. it's not like your life is 100,000 billion percent. It's like, so what would hurt you from going and just down your knee and be like, okay, what should I do in my life? Where should I go with this? Like, look it up on YouTube. Mm. Even if you don't find anything, you might find what not to mm. look at. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that's a step from where you are right now. But um, that aside, I don't know, you know. That aside, there's just... um. I think we are here to get things done. I think that's, that's what Jeff Bezos said. And... I agree with that. I think we are here to get things done. In my own final final analysis, I think we are here to get things done. Any particular things, or just things in general? Like, it's like, how would we, like, get things done is valid. Like, so, so maybe, maybe that's the wrong question to ask. I think I might be wrong, asking the wrong question. Like, would Peterson have, has this idea of the world being like a place of things and a forum of action. Like it's twofold, right? It's a place, it's a, it's a exist. It's a place where there are objects and like, it's a place where you, well, where you do things mm-hmm. like that. That's the necessary component of the reality we inhabit. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so I guess then the question becomes like what things are worth doing, um, which like is exactly what maps of meaning tries to sketch out which is bro it's dense <laughs> it's that's, dense. The thing. that's what i'm saying it's like life is that serious that when you start asking those questions do you even start realizing how huge mm-hmm. dense all the complicated and intricate all those things are it's like i shouldn't even be the one be like being like oh not like i'm saying it but like it shouldn't even i don't it shouldn't even be a question of like what you should be figuring out with your existence. It's like, because when you even start asking that question, you realize, whoa, this is actually huge and dense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I should have probably started way earlier trying mm-hmm. to figure that out. Mm-hmm. Because one day it's going to come to you and you're going to be like, because it shows a lot in people. It's like, it shows a lot in the sense of, you know, let's talk about inner worth. Mm-hmm. If you're not doing something for genuinely for the betterment of mankind, mankind, it will show in your inner worth. Mm. It will show. Now, do you just mean like as like an individual's perception of their own inner worth? Yeah. Okay. All that. Oh, <laughs> I'm I'm really going at my generation and the previous one here because I just like to do it because it's fun. Mm. But all that. Oh. Oh, you know, worth to just breathe and you find you know what bullshit. I listen. I listen to a lot of Alan Watts, and I I'm mm. I'm good on I I I have an idea of the meditation thing and everything. I have <laughs> I have a book of his one book, so maybe I can't really say too much about this. But I've 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 listened to a good amount of videos. You've immersed and, yourself in Alan Watts a little bit. Yeah, 
Yeah, I don't want to say anymore, so I'll just stay on the home now, side. For, now, real quick, for yeah. people who don't know, Alan Watts was, um, he was a Buddhist, he was a British, a Buddhist, and kind of introduced a lot of Buddhist teachings to uh, the West, essentially. Um, God, I think the 1960s. Um, I'm going to figure out when he was active, but like he was essentially like a intellectual who introduced these ideas of like Eastern philosophy particularly Buddhist philosophy, into the West. Okay, so he died in 73, so yeah, the, the 60s, essentially. Um, but, so you have an idea of, so you were talking about how you have an idea of, like, yeah. the meditation practices. Yeah, like, you know, um, I rarely see people have any self worth if they're not genuinely applying themselves to the mm. better, to the outward entire wall world of works and civilization or humanity or people. And like um, specifically for the betterment of all of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's just that's just my own thing. It's like not like I'm not saying I'm doing anything immense, but Matter of fact, let me not even say that. So I'm. I don't want to try to sound humble. It's just like I. I rarely see people have any inner worth unless they're doing something mm. worth doing. Yeah. It's just it's there in yeah. the sentence. You know, unless you're doing something worth doing, you're not going to have any inner worth. Mm. I don't. Unless you're a magician, maybe you could pull it off. Mm. Like Alan Rice mm. had inner worth, but it, I mean, it came off to me like he had inner worth, but. I watch people watch millions of his videos. A mm. lot of it, like, there's a lot millions of views on there. So it looked like he was doing something worth doing. Mm-hmm. So you know, he died in '73, and like, there's artists like Akira the Don, who I is phenomenal. He makes something called Meaning Wave, um, which is essentially like people talking set to chill step, roughly. Yeah. Um, and he's got like three albums with Alan Watts, so it's like. Right. Probably like, you know, yeah, and then yeah. the latest one came out this summer, yeah, you know, so he's yeah. he's a part of the consciousness, you know, and mm-hmm. that can only be as a result of having something that the consciousness desires or yeah. requires or is pertinent or is true in some way, you know, otherwise it wouldn't last, mm hmm, mm hmm. Yeah. Which I mean, like false things last, that, that like fair, but I think that, like, you you also look at the the impact certain things are having on people, you know, and then you can determine like the value of like whether a false thing hasn't died yet, or if like a true, not a true thing, but a, a meaningful thing is is persisting. I think, mm-hmm. like, if you were to try to attack you know, just longevity as, uh, like, I don't think longevity itself is an indicator of, um, uh, not an indicator of, like, kind of value being applied to a thing, you know, like, just because something is long-lived does not inherently make it valuable, but, like, you know, Socrates is, been around for like 2000 years and i think there's something to that you know Espe- like specifically like the idea of things living on after someone dies 
you know, I think that's like a major indicator, you know. Yeah. Mhm. Mhm. Um. Yeah, and it's like just um. Mm, I don't know, but um. So Bruce Lee was a philosopher. Like he learned philosophy, like like in college, I think, which is like blew my mind, right? So he, um, was uh, he was basically like a guru, apparently. So it was like nineteen. It was nineteen sixty three, University of Washington. Um, so like I don't know what kind of hippies there were around Washington, but like it was sixty three. So like that must have been pretty cool. Just like, like Bruce Lee before he was Bruce Lee, like, cause apparently he, so he came over from Hong Kong when he was 18, like he had like fought to the brink of like going, like being arrested at which point like he did, his life would have totally been derailed. And so his parents send him back to San Francisco, um, when he's 18, um, and then so that would have been, so he was born in 1940, so that would have been 50, 58, 59, he came back to America, and then majors in philosophy in the University of Washington, um, and so, like, what he tried doing there was, like, he was, he had a guru-like status, where he, like, people would seek him out for advice, and so some of his friends, like, convinced him to open his, like, open a school, and, like, to make money that way, um, and he was the first teacher of martial arts where there were no batter, like, no barriers, like, race was a non-factor to him, which I think is, you know, one of the things that makes him him, you know, that, like, all he cared about was how much you were trying, you know, all that mattered was heart to him, yeah, if you had the right heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was all it took to be his student. Well, I was looking at Audible. I was checking out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Pretty cool. But, um... Yeah. Yeah, impressive dude, you. Um... Yeah. Not much to be said, you know? Like... Sometimes that's just, that's just, you know, when you watch a story of some individual like that, you know, you're just humbled. And I think that's what's just necessary about great people. Yeah. And history. Mm -hmm. It's the humbling experience. It's like, I always like to put myself every single time in a humbling experience because that's just the reality of it. It's like, because we're always going to be getting distracted by the stupid stuff of the day. And so my own thing is just to always immerse myself in a humble experience every single time. So I never lose sight of what's actually a real essence. And that way I never lose real essence in myself. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Ty Lopez had that concept, right? Where he um, went to a leper colony in India where people were like their faces were literally falling off. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it kind of, it, what did he, what was the terminology he used? He said it reset his, um, like contrast bias or something. Yeah. 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 And, like for him to go into that kind of environment and like still see happiness. Yeah. You yeah. know, yeah. It, 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 
made him reevaluate kind of like things like thing one is like what's possible like you know to to be to live in like some of just indescribable suffering mm. um and still experience happiness like mm-hmm. that definitely shows you like what else is possible mm. um but it also like in in another sense of like showing you what else is possible it's like hey here's like undescribable suffering like like let's let's help you recalibrate the full spectrum of being in your head right exactly you know? yep and yep. I, I think, like, st- well, you know, Bruce Lee definitely stayed humble. Like, he, he never, even though he was, like, the strongest man in the room, like, well, th- well that was interesting because he, he blended, like, this, like, rising to it. Like, he, there was never a challenge he didn't take, I'm assuming. Yeah, I mean, if, if it's, it's, like, you know, it was just that, I think it, it, that also comes to the thing of, like, oh, should people be cocky sometimes? And mm. oh, should people show off and all that stuff? Only if you can do it. <laughs> and like, it's only like, if you can back it up. Yeah. And it's like, you know, you look at Muhammad Ali, you look at Michael Jordan, you look at Bruce Lee, you look at, you know, them guys. And they, they can be cocky and all that, and people can hate them for being cocky. But in relation to our own lives, our personal lives, I think we should just take a, take a step back a little bit and look at it and think, huh, okay, they're cocky, but they're also good. So let me ignore the cocky part and mm-hmm. look at the good part and mm-hmm. think, why are they so good? Mm-hmm. And then look at the fact that they trained like crazy mm-hmm. and they took their mind to it and maybe I should adopt that. Mm-hmm. And boom, you know, I mean, I said boom, like it's some easy thing, but, <laughs> no. but it's like, it's in the sense of like, it's easy to get distracted in, you know, today's world. And, um, yeah, which is unfortunate because, you know, your attention is like, so, so, so valuable. Like it's, there's, there's, there's almost nothing more valuable than your time. Yeah. I think the only people who have true impact are the people who sit down and are able to focus a long time on something. Jordan, you know, Jordan Peterson said, was it for like 30 years, he just stayed in the room and he was writing and he, he didn't watch the uh, news or TV. He didn't watch TV for like 30 years or something. And when he was writing, he would cross out a sentence like 10 times and rewrite it. 30 years. Mm. And it's like, I, I hardly, like people who have long-term impact or real impact, mm. They they, they, they they focus a long time on something. Yeah. You, you know? have to you have to put in the work. Yeah, it's you know, that's just that's just what it is. And slowly this podcast is turning into a motivational talk. <laughs> but, <laughs> but um And when you're talking about Bruce Lee, how can you not stray into yeah, it, you know? Yeah, and that's just like I mean, it's just my personality and it's like regardless of where I'm at or like that's just what I would show. I would just show my personality because most of the stuff out there is just BS, to mm. be honest. And mm-hmm. so it's like, I'm, I don't think I'm taking any else for showing my personality. Because most of the stuff out there is really, really bullshit. Yeah. Really bullshit. Which, so. whatever can be said about, you know, being your true self, like, nobody can say that you're not being true. Right. It's you like, know? like, you can't copy it. So, 
Mm-hmm. Like, that's just my own thing. And it takes a long time to build it. It's like, you know, mm. you go, you, to like, to say a lot, you have to go quiet for a long time. And I don't think I've ever been, I, I try to be, I try to be quiet to a good amount of degree and not say too much. And maybe I say the most on this podcast, even like my regular personal life, I keep quiet a lot. I just pay attention, you know, but, um, you know, you, you have to be quiet a lot to, to really, at some point, then truly give your opinion. It's like, you know, who heard of Jordan Peterson till like, what, like last five years? Like, mm-hmm. he was quiet. That's yeah. just what it is. It's like, it takes an immense amount of work and focus to come up with something real and substantial. And that's the real, I think that's the formula. It's just putting the work. Yeah. 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 I, I don't want to say put in the work because people are going to think, you're going to kill yourself. So, like, think, like, oh, I should, like, just... at that point, it gets complicated, too, because it comes with a good amount of common sense. Like, you have to actually train your own common sense. So, there's also, like, when I say, when we say work, it's not about just physical work. There's also a good amount of mental work mm-hmm. that you do. It's mm-hmm. like, you know. Yeah, yeah, no, that's so, 100%. Yeah, yeah, so it's like, you have to actually use your brain, like actually use it, and to be able to use it, you have to not be distracted, and to, right. be, to be able to focus on something for a long amount of time. And nobody knows if it's gonna bring payoffs. Nope. That's just the thing. Nobody knows. No. Nope. But what the hell are you gonna be doing with your time? Like what else? What else are you gonna do? Yeah, like there's, can, there's very few other worthwhile applications of your time. From what I've noticed, there's actually very few. Like most things are not worth it. Like I've tried the, all the kinds of different pleasures of life and seem like most of them are just like overrated like if they're not overrated eventually they do get overrated too mm-hmm. like freud said like you only get happiness from a contrast so mm-hmm. when you stay in a mode of happiness for long enough it gets very dull mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. so do the work do the mental work do the physical work and hopefully it'll pay off and like that's the best odds you've got because you're gonna die anyway, so you might as well spend your time trying to make it better for you and the people that come after. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that might wrap. Yep, that's it. All right, that's all we gotta say about that. Yep.